Welcome to the Racially Responsible Podcast, where we dig deep to talk about how we as white people can build our capacity to speak up and show up for racial equity and justice. If you are ready to learn about how you can be actively anti-racist and work to dismantle structural racism and white supremacy, while at the same time navigating the emotions that come along with it, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Rory Geller Muhammad, a white woman, a mom of two young kids, part of a multiracial family, a professional therapist, and a coach. But most importantly, I'm committed to being part of creating a safe, loving, and inclusive world that is equitable and just. If this podcast resonates with you, I hope you will join us in our Facebook group, the Racially Responsible Podcast Community. Now to being racially responsible, let's get this episode started. Welcome to the show today, everyone. Today, we're gonna to be talking about no more excuses in our anti-racism work. We're gonna be talking about what this looks like and how we can be legislate, how we need to be advocating um, for anti-racist policy and legislation and how we need to be protesting racist policies and legislation that are being put forth. What I wanna start with is I, I wanna talk about, and we're gonna be talking about how to get involved in this locally, even if you're not really that, you know, aware of sort of the legislation locally, you don't really know that much about kind of what's going on in the local government, even if you're not really sure like what to do or any of that, right? That's what we're gonna be talking about. What happens a lot of times and what I wanna really focus on and when I say no more excuses, it's not so much that we're, we're saying, oh, we're making an excuse for this. What often happens is we kind of, we make up these stories in our mind about, I don't know enough about this topic to speak on it. So we might get an email from an organization that says, you know, here's this legislation is happening. Um, we might hear about it through some group or another. And we're like, okay, I know that's happening. Um, and it might be, I don't know where to start with that, right? I don't know what to do. Um, maybe I can't go to the meeting that's coming up. What's the next step? So, I want us to get past, and also the other thing that comes up is, well, I'm busy. So maybe you just say, well, somebody else is going to work on that. That's, you know, other people are doing that. I want us to get away from that thinking, right? I want you to get away. We need to be thinking about it's how do we stay focused on sort of this work, right? And get out of our own way of these kind of excuses, not excuses as it's, you know, that you can't that you're making up excuses in sort of the negative way, but just these stories that we have and that we tell ourselves. So this idea that a lot of times, you know, I don't know enough about this topic to speak on it. This is real, we all feel this, right? We're, we're not educated, right? It's, it's legislation. A lot of times it's worded in a way that we don't always understand necessarily. It's not in, you know, easy to, like that, that easy to understand language where it makes sense of how it would be applied. It, it doesn't, we may not understand all the nuances of it. We might not totally understand even the, the process locally, right? Like which, um, where does it have to go through first, right? It goes through the house, it has to go through the Senate. Who, where is it now? Where does it have to go through? Which committee is it in? We may not understand exactly all of that. We may not know, uh, we may just feel, well, I just feel kind of like, kind of tell ourselves these stories. Oh, um, that's just not my area. I'm not good at that. I want us to get away. We need to get away from telling ourselves these stories. We have to recognize that what we know right now 
is enough for us to do this anti-racism work. It is enough for us to show up. It is enough for us to speak out against it. It is enough for us to push against it. The other thing I would say, you know, is I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And I'm going to talk to you about, you know, how do we grapple with that? It's not so much that it, it, it's this feeling of I'm going to get it wrong, or I don't know who to talk to, or what that is, right? It feels like it's harder, I think, sometimes than it actually is. And we put up these own barriers for ourselves. And so we need to break down these walls that we're creating. These are our own thought processes and, and our feelings that are coming up with that. And so, you know, I'm always talking about how do we build our capacity to do that? How do we, what would that, what does that look like? How do we build our skills so that we don't feel that we don't know enough and that we recognize that what we know right now is enough. And that just because we don't know exactly in this moment what, where the right place to start is, we can still start. The other one that is really common, I know we all do, I know I do it a lot, is, you know, I'm busy, I have so much going on, I'm doing this, I'm organizing in this. And so we just kind of let it go. Um, and it doesn't mean, I'm not saying not to have boundaries and I'm not saying not to, um, to, uh, to overextend yourself where you're not able to do the work that you're actually doing. Like if you are focused on anti-racism work in a certain space that it should pull you away, like, you know, to, you can't stay focused on that. That's not what I'm saying. But I think sometimes, because especially right now with the pandemic, right? It's, it's so much that's going on that it can just feel very overwhelming as like, it's another thing, it's another thing. And so to tell ourselves, well, I'm busy, think about just one step that we can take. We need to just break it apart. We don't necessarily need to take on the entire thing in whatever way it is. Right, but we do need to take that step forward and make sure that if we're saying I'm busy, that it's what that really means. Is it that you couldn't find five minutes, you know, to send an email to a legislator, or is it that it feels you don't know what the right you, you worry that I don't know how to word the email. I don't know if I make that call what they're gonna say on the phone. I don't know if they ask me a question how I'm gonna respond. So if those are the things that are coming up, so it's important to just go underneath the first thing, recognize what's coming up, right? That's a big part of it. We need to recognize our feelings that are coming up, go underneath that layer of our thoughts and feelings that are coming up. But what's the emotion? What is it really bringing up for us? What is the real anxiety? What is the real worry? And how much of that is something that we can calm in the moment, something that we can tell ourselves, you know what, yes, it makes me feel uncomfortable, but I can do it anyway. Or I may not know it fully, but I'm gonna push, I, I, I'm gonna do what I can in the moment. So I, I wanna give you some examples. I'm gonna go through an example too, because I know it, it can sound, it, it's not an easy thing to do. So I'm not saying that it is that at all, but I wanna make sure that this doesn't stop us from doing the work. So today, I want to even model this with this episode. So as you notice, this episode is a little bit different than other episodes because I don't have a guest on right now. And part of the reason that I don't have a guest on right now is because I wanted to make sure that I could, that not, well, this, there's a specific bill that I'm gonna, I want to talk to you all about. And I wanted to have somebody that 
was an expert, right, on organizing around this bill to come on. But because of time, I, wa I wanted to make sure that we get this episode out within the amount, you know, because it, time does matter with these things when they're going through legislation. And so I can still bring, I will still bring somebody on, right, can still bring somebody on to talk about this. But I didn't want to miss this opportunity to talk about this topic and about this bill because I wasn't getting, it wasn't able to get somebody on with the amount of time that I needed. Right. So I think that that's important. Jarvis. So my hope is I, I'm not an expert at all on this. And I'm hoping that I what we're going to walk through is that we can talk about it and we can talk about how to support anti-racism legislation and protest racist legislation, even if we're not experts. So today that what we're going to be talking about is something locally that I'm involved with. I want to use that as an example, just because I'm more unfamiliar with that. So right now, locally in Florida, people are organizing to protest around uh, this bill is called HB1 and SB484. So I'm reading straight from the ACLU website right now. And the reason, right, so the ACLU of Florida opposes this bill because they're designed, HB1 and SB484, because they're designed to further silence, punish, and criminalize those advocating for racial justice and an end to law enforcement's excessive use of force against black and brown people. And so this is really an anti-protest bill, but the way it's described by the, in the bill, right, in the actual language of how it's written is it's written as combating public disorder, right? So, it, you know, that's the whole thing with the wording. So for me, you know, I'm going, I'm telling you straight from the ACLU website to, so even if I'm not able to write, use my own words to describe it, right? I could kind of describe it, but I might feel like, well, I'm not really sure exactly how to describe it, how to say what it actually is. I'm able to still share it with you through this manner. And so what I would have, my, my, what I would have wanted to happen would have been have somebody who's organizing around this come in and talk about it. And I'm still going to be able to do that, but I also didn't want to miss this moment, which I don't want you all to miss those moments either, that you don't have to necessarily have the expert. You need to have, you need to also do that work and bring them in, but don't stop yourself from talking to other white people about protesting things that are anti-racist. So, What I want to tell you a little bit more, right? Because even though this bill may not affect you, right? If you're not in Florida, or, um, it, it may not play a role in your life, but it's likely that there's similar legislation and there's going to definitely be legislation locally that for you to be able to work on. And so I know that things like this are going to come up. And I know things like this for me have come up in the past. And there's so many different thoughts and feelings that come up around it. And then it's also, you know, well, if I work on this and then there's feelings, well, I didn't work on other things I keep on came up in the past. And so it's really important to pay attention to sort of the thoughts and feelings and not let ourselves get in the way of doing this work. So I want to tell you a little bit more about the work that the ACLU, um, what the ACLU is really saying about this. And this is straight from the ACLU has talking points. So even if you don't know, there's places to go to find it. Yes, you may have to do a little bit of research. Um, they're also 
is you want to connect with organizations locally that are doing this organizing work. Two organizations that are doing this work locally that I am aware of are the um, New Florida Majority and Florida Rising. And I'm also newly familiar with them. So when what I did, you know, I reached out, it came up when I first heard about this, it came up in like one or two different meetings, but it was kind of glossed over in sort of um, some racial equity and, and justice groups that I'm part of. Someone else brought it up in our, uh, our Facebook group for the podcast in the racially responsible podcast community on Facebook had brought this up as well. And so that was part of it that even kind of pushed me, you know, I'm hearing it in all these different spaces. Why, it, you know, it's making me question why aren't I doing more? It's coming up in all these places. And part of it was, well, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. I, I'm hearing it, but I'm not really hearing like, what's the call to action? There was, you know, there was a thing sent out, sign, sign, send the email, right? Send email to the legislators. Okay, I was able to do that. Make sure I did that. And then, you know, it's kind of what, it, and I think that's part of it. So let's talk a little bit about what this bill is, because I'm sure there's going to be different things and different bills that come up at different times. For this one, the way that the ACLU is described for the talking points, it says Florida state legislators recently filed legislation purportedly designed to combat riots. The legislation was originally proposed last September by Governor Ron DeSantis in direct response to statewide protests in Florida for racial justice and police accountability in the wake of George Floyd's murder. In practice, this bill would silence, criminalize, and penalize Black and Brown Floridians and their allies for exercising their First Amendment rights. Under this bill, peaceful protesters could be arrested and charged with a third-degree felony for committing a riot, even if they didn't engage, committing a riot is in quotes, even if they didn't engage in any disorderly and violent conduct. Additionally, among other things, it would prohibit local governments from determining how to allocate funding for police reform to address critical needs in their local communities. It would protect Confederate monuments and it would shield counter protesters from civil liability if they injure or kill a protester. So this is a major deal. This is a huge thing. And I wanna say when legislation comes up and things like this come up, I, this hasn't been the first time. Um, one of the things that I noticed that I'm, um, you know, that I feel like, and for me really showed itself that was kind of confusing is where this is, so it's in the Florida legislator, legislature. Um, and so who do we actually contact? Do I just contact, is there like somebody just for my local area? Do I contact the bigger person? Do we contact the governor? Obviously I'm filling out the automatic, um, the automatic emails, but kind of like, what's the next steps? And so, I know for me, I kind of get stuck there, but it doesn't mean that I can't do anything, right? It doesn't mean that we can't still talk about this. It doesn't mean that I can't still support the organizations that I know that are doing this work, right? I know the ACLU is doing it. I know those two organizations I said in Florida are doing this work, even though it's not, um, even though it may not feel as familiar to me. And the reason I'm kind of going through kind of things that came up in my head is because we're all going to have different things that come up in our heads around when things come up, when these types of issues, and this, for example, is obviously around legislation. It could be around any of the things that when you're doing anti-racism work, you want to really focus on what are the thoughts that are coming up for you? What are the feelings behind those thoughts? And what's, you know, what does that mean? And how do you use that? And how do you channel that and push through or switch or cope or do you find that resilience 
to be able to do this work. And so for today, three actions that I can think of from just what I know, right? I don't have to know everything. I don't have to be a major expert on it. Yes, I should learn more. And yes, I will learn more and I can commit to learning more. And yes, I'm doing the work to connect to organizers in this space and do the organizing work. And I'm connected with organizations and I'm going to continue to do that and see, you know, how are community organized organizations that are doing, or people, right, that are doing community organizing, um, the black and brown led community organizing, how do we, how do we involve and support that work, which is both specifically for this as well as a bigger time, a bigger issue as how do we do that on a regular basis, support that work, support that organizing work, but just for action steps right now, I have three action steps that I can take, you know, and will have taken some and continue to take, right? And also for you, encourage you to take as well and to join me. So if you're looking for what is an anti-racist action that I can take this week, here are three. So one is to send an email to the legislators specifically on certain committees. And I'm going to, I'll put in the show, show notes. There is a link where it's automatically, it's written out for you. So, you know, where you fill, you just fill in your name and information, automatically sends the email to the legislative people in charge. The second one is donate money to the organizations locally that are supporting that work. Um, and I'll post the two links for the places in Florida and continuing to organize and bring it up in groups that you're part of. So if you're in Florida, you might wanna bring this up. If you're not, you might wanna see what is the legislation and what's going on in the area where you are. What is the local leg legislation? And how can you be part of supporting both advocating for anti-racist legislation and, and protesting racist legislation? You can hear my kids in the background. So all that to say that collectively we need to commit to no more excuses. We need to commit to jumping in right doing this work and looking at what are the things that are getting in the way and then taking those out of the way of course we need to commit to continue to learning and growing and understanding more and doing all of the internal work and all of that that is extremely important and necessary but we can't let that get us stuck and keep us from not doing the external necessary work at the same time. It needs to go hand in hand. We need to be simultaneously doing that work as well. So even like recording this, it, it feels vulnerable for me. It's, part of me is like, well, who am I to be speaking about this topic? Who am I to be speaking about this legislation that I don't know enough about it? But it's okay. I know enough to talk to you all about it, to say that it's wrong, that it needs to be protested, and that we need to get the word out, and that we need more people to sign on, to send emails to legislators, that we need more people to support the organizing work that's going on, and that we need to be active in preventing this legislation from be going through, right, and becoming active. And so I want to 
encourage all of you to join me in doing that in all of these things, right? This came up for me right now, and I'm sure there'll be things that come up for you at different times. And there'll be more things like this that'll come up for me. And it's how do we, you know, how do we work through it? How do we support each other in doing that? Which is why also I think the the Facebook group is a great opportunity for all of us to connect and provide each other support. So if you are struggling with something or something is coming out, you know, reach out, put it out there. Let's, you know, support each other in doing this work. And also to be conscious of the, the negative self-talk that we so, so often we tell ourselves that it gets in the way of us taking action. So when we tell ourselves that, you know, we don't know enough or, you know, not, we're, we're not sure where to start and we're not, we're not where we should be, right? We aren't doing what we need to be doing. All of like the expectations on all of that. It's just important that we start and we move forward. And that's what really matters. So thank you for joining me today. I hope that you can take something from this and I look forward till next time. Talk to everybody soon. We're excited to start a new segment in the show to support Black-owned businesses. In each episode, we want to spotlight a Black-owned business and would love your help. Please send me an email at roryupowerchange.com or message me on Facebook with the name of the business, the link to promote it, and what you love about it or why you recommend it, and we'll feature it in this segment of the show. Before we close, I wanna let you know about a new course I'm working on called Changemakers. It's designed to help you build your capacity to speak up and show up by developing skills and learning new strategies to navigate complicated emotions that come up in this work. Strengthen your communication skills when doing anti-racism work and talking with white family, friends, and other white people in your life about issues of race and racism and guide you to feel more prepared, confident, and effective in your anti-racism work. We'll be opening up a special pre-enrollment opportunity to anyone that has signed up on our interest list. So use the link in the description of this podcast to get your name on the list. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and join us in our Facebook group, the Racially Responsible Podcast Community. To being a community and taking anti-racist action together. Thanks for joining me and until next time.